0: Bipolar disorder is different in the elderly, and today we look at the medical causes to watch out for. Welcome to the Carlat Psychiatry Podcast, Keeping Psychiatry Honest since 2003.
1: I'm Chris Aiken, the editor-in-chief of the Carlat Psychiatry Report,
0: and I'm Kelly Newsom, a psych NP and a dedicated reader of every issue. This year, we did something new at the Carlat Report. We tallied up the clicks in the online journals, broke down the paywall, and made the top 15 articles free online. To read them, check the link in the show notes or Google top 15 Carlat Psychiatry Articles of 2023. The list inspired us to turn the greatest hits into podcasts with updates from the latest research. Today is number six, mania in older adults by Julia Cromwell from the Gero Psychiatry Report. Why start with number six? Because number five is a closely related piece on mood stabilizers in older adults, which we'll cover next week.
1: Let's start with a case. Alice is an 81-year-old woman who has no history of psychiatric problems, but she's brought to your office by her children, who say she's had a personality change. Alice is euphoric, hyper, Talkative, and she tells you through many tangents about a talk show host who communicates with her late at night. All signs point to a first episode of mania in Alice, but mania usually starts in the teenage years. Why is it coming on now in an 81 year old woman?
0: Bipolar disorder typically starts around age 15 to 25, so when you see it start in later life, especially in someone with no history of mood problems, You have to wonder if something else is causing it.
1: In older adults, mania is much more likely to have a physical cause, especially if it's a new onset case. But even when the patient has a long history of bipolar disorder, a new medical problem can still be the culprit. Here's what to look for. Medical and neurologic disorders, medication side effects, and substance use. When one of these causes is present, We call it secondary mania.
0: Generally, the symptoms of mania are the same in older adults as they are in those of less seasoned age. You know, DSM stuff like euphoric or irritable mood, increased energy and goal-directed activity, grandiosity, decreased sleep, pressured speech, flight of ideas, and distractibility. Here is one difference. Older patients are more likely to have irritability or confusion as part of their mania you're also more likely to see mixed states, where mania and depression overlap, in older adults. In my own practice, I rarely see euphoric mania unless it's in someone under 30. One symptom that may tip you off to secondary mania to a medical cause is cognitive. When the brain is shaken up by a physical cause, you're likely to see cognitive impairment along with the mania. In fact, the list of physical causes of secondary mania is pretty similar to the ones that cause cognitive impairment, delirium, and dementia, and all of these can occur together. In other words, you may be dealing with a patient who has full mania on top of delirium or dementia. Hagop Akiskal wrote up a case series of secondary mania in patients who were in a nursing home for dementia. In his experience, most of them had a family history of bipolar. So we saw it as a bipolar condition that was unmasked by dementia, perhaps by shrinking of the frontal lobes. Either way, it reminds us that frontotemporal dementia is a type that is particularly likely to present with behavioral symptoms that mimic mania.
1: In dementia, the mania is likely to overlap with a picture of progressive cognitive decline. Their memory and cognitive abilities just steadily get worse in dementia. It's a steady decline. If delirium is the cause, on the other hand, the manic symptoms will usually overlap with a kind of waxing and waning picture where people go in and out of levels of consciousness. These patients with delirium might have hours of clarity as well as times of confusion where they're not as sure about where they are and not as responsive to their environment. Delirium has many medical causes like infection and electrolyte imbalance, and the best approach is to treat that underlying cause. Of course, delirium can occur on top of dementia, so you could see a patient to us both, and mania can occur on top of both of them, so all three can occur together. But let's pause for a preview of the CME quiz.
0: Which medication treats mania, but is also associated with causing mania in rare cases? A. Valproate Depakote. B. Carbamazepine Equitro. C. Atypical antipsychotics. And D. Clonazepam. Think you know the answer? If you don't, just keep listening. It's up ahead. And when you're ready, find the full set of two questions through the link in the show notes.
1: Patients with mania are not the best historians. They tend to get caught up in the moment and might give a muddled history of past mood episodes. So how do you know if the mania really comes out of nowhere, if it's really first onset? Talk to the family. But even if the family recounts a long history of bipolar disorder, physical causes may still be contributing, especially if it's an older patient. Like, take cardiovascular disease, for example. This is much more common in bipolar disorder than it is in the general public. Stroke is the leading cause of death in bipolar, and people with bipolar develop heart disease about 10 years earlier than the general public. So we're likely to see cardiovascular causes as people with bipolar get older.
0: To look for physical causes, start with a medication list. Here are some standout meds that can trigger manic symptoms. Amphetamine stimulants, antibiotics like chlorithromycin, antidepressants, especially the norepinephrine ones, tricyclics, and SNRIs like venlafaxine. Another source of that noradrenergic rush is over-the-counter nasal decongestants containing ephedrine and pseudephedrine or sympathomimetics like epinephrine. Others to look for. Blood pressure medications. dopaminergic agents such as levodopa, promopexol, and bromocryptine. Herbal or dietary supplements like SAMe, St. John's wort, or the popular hormone DHEA. Steroids or bronchodilators.
1: Here's a paradoxical one. Some atypical antipsychotics have been associated with mania in case reports, even ones that are approved to treat mania, like aripiprazole, olanzapine, quetiapine, and ziprasidone. These are complex medications with lots of pharmacodynamic properties. Some of them, like zaprazodone and quetiapine, actually have antidepressant properties that resemble SSRIs or SNRIs. Others, like aripiprazole, brexpiprazole, and cariprazine, that's Abilify, Rexalti, and Vralar, increase transmission at the dopamine D3 receptor, which might be how they could trigger mania. After medications, look for substance use. Just about any recreational drug can cause mania, even caffeine. I remember in the 1990s, when Starbucks was just starting its global climb, I admitted a man with new-onset mania who had recently developed a liking for the coffee house. He was drinking 10 large lattes a day.
0: Next, look for medical causes. Here's a brief list. Endocrine disorders. Electrolyte abnormalities. Infectious disease that affect the brain, like encephalitis, HIV-AIDS, and neurosyphilis, vitamin B12 deficiency, and systemic lupus. From the neurologic text, we think about traumatic brain injuries, strokes, tumors, epilepsy, multiple sclerosis, and recent neurosurgical procedures. For stroke, it's the right frontal strokes that tend to cause mania, The left frontal strokes tend to cause depression.
1: Okay, that's a long list, but how do you get to the heart of it and figure out what might be causing this new mania in an older adult? To get to the heart of the problem, you might need to order some tests. Start with a neurologic exam. If you find any abnormalities on the neurologic exam, you might consider further testing. That depends on the patient, but it could be a CT or MRI of the head, EEG to rule out seizures, or maybe an autoimmune panel for autoimmune diseases, or a CSF, cerebral spinal fluid analysis to look for an infection.
0: To treat secondary mania, you start by treating the underlying cause. Meanwhile, you'll probably need a mood stabilizer or antipsychotic for control of the symptoms at least for the short term. The choice will depend on the patient, their health problems, and which side effects they are most vulnerable to. So avoid quetiapine if they have a problem with orthostatic falls, avoid lithium if they've had a recent heart attack, and don't use carbamazepine if they have hyponatremia. One difference with secondary mania is that you can usually taper off the mood stabilizer once the underlying cause is treated and the patient is stable. If the underlying cause is not treatable, like a TBI or a stroke, they may need to stay on it. Check out the online article for more details, including tables on medical causes and the medical workup of secondary mania. It's by Julia Cromwell, who is an inpatient geriatric psychiatrist at Mass General Brigham Salem Hospital, and who has no conflicts of interest to disclose. We'll be back with more greatest hits from the printed journal. Next time, how to choose a mood stabilizer in older adults. Meanwhile, get daily research updates on Dr. Aiken's social media feeds. Search for Chris Aiken MD on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and that new one, Threads. Thank you for making us the number one downloaded psychiatry podcast in 2023.